0: This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1832. Supercharge your language learning using these three intelligence factors with Dr. John Finn. Welcome to the All Ears English Podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. life, truly successful people know that habits and learning are everything. In this episode, I interview Dr. John Finn, a performance psychologist, and he shows you three things that you must pay attention to if you want to become fluent in English. Listen in today. Hello, John. Welcome to the show. How are you today?
1: Hi, Lindsay. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm fantastic.
0: Yeah, guys, I'm so excited today. We have a special guest. Our guest is Dr. John Finn. So, Dr. Finn is a best selling author and has worked in performance psychology, resilience, and leadership for the last 20 years. He runs the award winning consultancy Tougher Minds and has trained more than 10,000 people and organizations including global business leaders, elite athletes, high growth startups, and the UK government. John, that is quite a resume there. Even the UK government, is that right?
1: Yeah, we've, we've advised them. I'm not sure they'll listen to us, but we've definitely given them some insights.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. So John, I'm working through your book right now called The Habit Mechanic. And before we hit record today, we talked about how important habits are. It is striking. Do you have any thoughts on that real quick?
1: Well, that, that book has taken me over 20 years to write. And on that journey through my th- various degrees in psychology and, and all, the, all my experience of, of helping people be their best, I've just seen how powerful habits are. And when you start to understand them and you start to recognise which ones are helping you to be at your best and which ones are getting in the way, it's transformational for your life. And yeah. this book is a, is a manual for life. It shows you step-by-step step how to dismantle And reconstruct any habit that you want to.
0: I love it. Yeah. Habits are huge. I mean, as you said, 90% of what we do is habit. And we have to take some time to stop and look at what we're what we do. You know, what are those habits? And part of habits is learning because I guess we learn a habit, don't we, John?
1: Yeah. So that's the central process of changing ourselves is learning. And we're learning all the time. Mm -hmm. The problem is it's just much easier to learn really unhelpful things for our health, (laughs) happiness. Being our best because we're designed for survival and not health, happiness, and success
0: as it Mm. looks
1: in 21st century life. You know, we're over 300,000 years old as a species. So, yes, modern life is challenging,
0: right? So, I like what you just said, and that is so key. We are designed as humans for survival, right? In a way, our brain is still kind of stuck in the stone age, protecting us from tigers. Uh, But we are trying to evolve into successful professionals and fulfilled people in the world. So let's focus in a little bit on just language learning today for our listeners. Why do you think from a neuroscience perspective, why do you think we get blocked from learning specifically languages? Why does our brain resist absorbing that language and kind of acquiring it?
1: Well, our brain's number one operating rule is to save energy. Mm-hmm. So doing anything that doesn't give it an immediate reward, it resists mm-hmm. doing. So that's why we procrastinate on things. Mm-hmm. And just a real quick summary of how we learn. yeah, We pay attention to something, could be a word in English, and we can hold that word in our short-term memory for about 30 seconds. Okay. And in fact, we can hold about five to seven words in our short-term memory for about 30 seconds. And if okay. we don't do anything with those words within about 30 seconds, they disappear. Yes. If we do something with them, like we repeat them, we say them to someone else, we write them down, we start to move them into our longer-term memory.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: what we start to do is form neurobiological connections that represent those words. Okay. And when you first start to form those connections, they're like cobwebs. The more you repeat the words in the language, you turn them into cables. But equally, when you stop using the words in a language, those cables turn back to cobwebs and eventually disappear again. So there is a very logical scientific process we understand that happens when we learn and we know that some things make it easier for us to activate and get to the cobwebs, or get to the cables rather, some things make it more difficult for us to get to the cables.
0: Yes, I love this. That is a really good, succinct explanation of basically how we learn, right? Cables. We want cables, not cobwebs. I mean, admittedly, uh, I've learned Spanish over my lifetime. And when I was living in South America, essentially using Spanish 100% of the time, I had strong cables. These days, I have cobwebs. So I have to find a way to get back (laughs) to the cables and strengthen those. So, John, in your book, you mention the 10 intelligence factors. And I think these probably play right into the learning process. Could you tell us what they are? And then maybe we can go into three of them that our listeners can focus on to supercharge their learning.
1: Sure. Yeah. The reason that I created the 10 intelligence factors is because we can get stuck with the idea that we're either good at learning a language or we're not. And Mm. it's just not true. When you understand the science of learning, you can break down the learning process and you can work out what's blocking you and what you can do to supercharge. And I think there are 10 factors okay. that drive our learning, either block or supercharge. So the, the 10 factors, number one is your motivation to learn. Mm. Why do you want to learn this thing? Okay. How's it connected to bigger goals? Mm-hmm. The second factor is your sleep, your diet, your exercise habits. If your brain isn't working properly, you're not going to be learning anything new. Yes. And those three things are fundamental for good brain function. Number three is the emotional state you're in whilst you're trying to learn. If you're sitting down to learn, do your English language learning and you've just had an argument with one of your children or your mm-hmm. partner, that's mm-hmm. going to be very hard to focus on the, the language that you want to learn. Number four is what we call activation levels. Okay. This is about being alert enough, mentally alert enough to really focus. It's about having the right neurotransmitters in your brain like dopamine and neuroadrenaline and okay. BDNF. Interesting, interesting. So, if mm-hmm. we don't have those neurotransmitters in our brain, it'll be very hard to learn. Five is attentional style. Some people have a very broad way of paying attention, which is, makes it more difficult to learn language. Some people have a very narrow way of paying attention, which would make it more easier, but we can learn how to manipulate that. Six is working memory, memory recollection memory recollection capacities. Mm-hmm. So how much we can hold in our short-term memory How much we can recall, Mm -hmm. you know. So to learn certain words in English, it's helpful if you can recall recall previous words connected to them. For example, Um, seven is the brain friendliness and the quality of the learning materials. Some learning materials you have are going to be really brain friendly. Some lesser. Eight Mm. is the skill of your teacher or your teachers. Okay. if um, someone who's only just learned how to speak English is going to teach you English, or you could pick someone who's a native speaker, English speaker.
0: Right. you yes. get
1: different experiences mm. from both those different people. Okay. Number nine is the quality or the volume and quality of your prior learning, what you have already learned. So if you want to learn how to spell in English, you yes. first of all, If if you know the alphabet, that's going to be helpful. Right. If you want to learn how to form a sentence in English, knowing the words is going to be helpful. If you want to make a paragraph in English, knowing how to form sentences is going to be helpful. And then number 10 is the quality or the volume and quality of your current learning. Not all learning is equivalent. So just because you're sitting there with your English learning book open, it doesn't mean you're paying attention to it. Mm, So how focused are you when you're actually doing... Practice and and all these ideas are interconnected. That's an overview of the 10.
0: Yeah, I love this, and I love how, in a way, we're you know, you call this the intelligence factors, and to me, that speaks to redefining the concept of intelligence because you mentioned in your book that traditionally all over the world, we think people are smart or not smart, right? We have to get past that, right? That is such a limited way of thinking about human beings. Instead, we can look to these 10 intelligence factors and see what we have dialed in because we can mostly control all of these, right? Most of them we can dial up, dial down, adjust, work on them. Let's go into three of them that our listeners could come away with today. So they know exactly what they could do to really absorb the language better.
1: and in yes. fact, in chapter 26 in The Habit Mechanic, we show you exactly how you can do that. Great. But I can't wait pick, till I get there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick more than three, but I'll, I'll okay. make them sound like three. So number one is motivation. Okay. Why, are you, why do you need to learn English? Why? And yes. You might say, well, I need it for for my business. Well, why do you need it for your business? Well, I want to earn more money. Why do you want to earn more money? Well, I want to send my kids to a better school. Why do you want to send your kids to a better school? Well, I want to be a great parent. Why do you want to be a great parent? Well, I don't want to look back in 20 years and regret not giving my kid the very best chance. Mm. The more meaningful you can make learning the language you're learning, the more powerful uh, you will be in, in helping you to persist in that learning process.
0: Yes, in I love chapter that. Chapter
1: 2016 in the book, we show you how to really dig into this. We have a okay. tool called okay. the Fam Story Iceberg where you can connect what you want to achieve today, this week, this month, this year, with the next one to four years, the distant future. And when you can start to connect your distant future with the difficult things that you need to do today, mm-hmm. those difficult things become a lot less difficult and it's easier to persist. So that's yeah. the first one I pay attention to.
0: Okay. I love it. So let me stop you there. I have a couple of questions. This is great. So motivation, you know, I think this is something that is probably has been missing for our listeners throughout their whole lives, right? We've gone to English classes and memorized and sat with textbooks, taken exams, but it's never really been connected. Just one question on that here, John, does that mean that every time we sit down to learn, to practice our English, we're actually going to reflect on that bigger why, or is it just one time we're going through the exercise and we're just trying to keep it in mind? How does that come out to like a habit or a practice?
1: Yeah. So this would be one of my monthly or bi-monthly super habits, where mm-hmm. I would be revisiting the fam story. Okay. You can create something similar for your business as well. Okay. and Revising where, where I'm at, what's important, what's still exactly important. Is it not? You can stick that up on the wall. You can, you know, trigger that at the start of the week at the start yeah. of the day, if you want.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: really, the most important thing is, is to create the fan story and to, re- and to periodically revisit it, freshen it up, et cetera, make Good. it even more meaningful. Good. How you yeah. want to interact with it is not prescriptive. It's about doing, this is what habit mechanics do. They do personal research. They, they try and test things out because nothing in the habit mechanic approach is prescriptive. It's about working what works best for you. So for some, it might be, Yeah. I'm going to write that meaningful thing down before every practice session for others. It might just be part of how they think now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, as we call them habit mechanics or people that do do better with life, they succeed more in life. They go a bit deeper than the average person, right? They self-reflect they're willing to go below the surface. So that is where to start guys. That's the first tip from John. That's the first thing we can do of the intelligence factors Figure out your motivation, your why, your reason. On Allers English, we talk about connection, not perfection. That's a great place to start. But maybe for you, there's something else too that is even more personal about, again, about your income, your family, your career. Go and look for it. John, what would be the second thing?
1: Well, the second thing I would say is priming your brain to learn, which is connected to factor two, which is about good sleep, diet, and exercise. Yes. Factor three, which is about emotional states. And factor four, which is about activation levels. If our prefrontal cortex, oh, well, if we take a step back from that, in fact, if we don't have the right neurotransmitters in our brain to mm-hmm. start with, we you know the right activation level. And if our prefrontal cortex isn't switched on, we're not going to be making much progress with our learning in that learning session. True. So we've got to prime our brain for learning. And the third part of the book, which is chapters 17 to 25. They show you exactly how to do this through a range of tools, including building better sleep, diet, exercise habits, managing your emotions, managing your activation, Mm -hmm. managing stress, building your confidence, Mm -hmm. learning Mm -hmm. how to perform under pressure because we know that's often where the doing the English breaks down. Learning how to really plan your learning into your day so you can focus on it properly. Learning how how to learn as well. So. That's all to do with getting your brain in the right place so that when every 15-minute bout of learning you do or every minute bout of learning you do, you've got the very best chance of your brain working well during that time and therefore supercharging the learning process.
0: Right. Your brain is the tool, right? This is how we're going to get to this deeper level of learning or success in life. So we need to make sure it's primed. Just one quick follow-up question on that. When it comes to exercise, is it something about uh, getting the cardio up in terms of like kind of? I don't know. Getting physically active, or could it be just kind of weightlifting, or really anything? Is there something in exercise, something we should be doing, a certain kind of exercise? I'm curious about that.
1: Yes, yeah, so a different different exercise has different impact on brain function. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at chapter nineteen in the book; it lists quite a <laughs> lots of different things. Okay. But the, the key here is that we are designed to to move around and solve problems. That's that's move what anthropologists problems. understand. Humans are designed to do, hmm. and we're designed to walk about twelve miles a day.
0: Wow! Oh we're, my gosh, we're moving kidding.
1: around. We're solving <laughs> problems, problems related to survival first and foremost. Now, what it turns out when you start to walk and move around, I'm actually stood on a uh, a workstation treadmill, and I'm uh-huh. just going to get it going so you can hear the beep. Uh huh. When you start to walk and move around, you, uh, you you release a pre a protein in your brain. Yes. Called BDNF. That's like brain manure or brain fertilizer Excellent. it helps your neurons to grow faster so before a bout of uh, language learning or even whilst you're doing a language learning walking yes. is gonna get your brain working properly we're I not designed it. to sit down we're designed to be up moving around Fantastic. you know 12 miles feels quite difficult now but if you went back to Lon- went into to london in a time machine 100 years ago people on average were walking about 12 miles a day yeah. Sorry about about ten miles a day, rather. so Right. Okay. One life has changed very quickly.
0: This is great. Yeah, it is so true. We were designed to move more. That's one thing I love about podcast learning is that our listeners take our show with them. A lot of times they're cleaning the house or walking around. You're right. We're not designed to sit still. So get active, guys. But again, that's just one piece of it. One piece of the the action here, guys, which is prime your brain. I love it. So let's see if we have a third that our listeners could take away, John. Anything?
1: Yeah. So the third is factor number 10, which is the volume and quality of your current learning. Mm -hmm. So not all practice is equal.
0: Okay. The type of
1: practice that improves us is called focused or deliberate practice. This is the type of practice where you are on the edge of your capacities, you are making mistakes. It's only by making mistakes in our language learning or making mistakes in anything we're trying to learn. Do we get better? Mm, Obviously if we make too many mistakes, we beat ourselves up and we give up. So it's about making the optimal amount of mistakes. This is called the optimal challenge point. But when you are learning, you've got to do it with a real focus. Mm -hmm. And we talk about the focus practice framework. So let's say you're going to, pra- you're going to, well, first of all, you've got to plan out what, what do you want to achieve in the next 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Right. What is it? Right. I'm going to learn these new 30 words. Then create a focus plan. How are you going to keep focus for 15, 20 minutes, how long are you doing it for? Then do the learning within, with intent, push yourself, test yourself. And then finally, mark yourself, give yourself feedback on the learning session, and all of a sudden, instead of doing five minutes of learning in half an hour or 20 minutes, you'll be doing 20 minutes of learning in 20 minutes. Mm. And you'll be really supercharging. And the other thing to pay attention to in, in this is what we call functional equivalence. This means that if you want to get good at speaking English in front of uh, clients, then that's what you need to be practicing for.
0: Yeah. Writing
1: down English is going to get you good at practice, uh, it's going to get you good at writing down English. Mm-hmm. Listening to English is going to get you good at listening to English and mm. understanding it.
0: Mm-hmm. Only by
1: speaking English will you get good at speaking English.
0: Yes, I love so it.
1: Mm-hmm. We, we've got this framework called the T-TAP framework in, in chapter 26, uh, 24 of the book. But also in chapters 5 and 26, we, talk, we go into lots of detail about how to do focused practice and how to supercharge every second you spend learning. So you just get much more learning done in a, okay. in a lot less space of time.
0: Yeah. So the idea here guys is be much more, uh, thoughtful on how you're structuring your learning, your kind of stints of learning, right? Think of it as a short sprint or a stint, a little tiny exercise where you, I love the idea of marking yourself after too. That is fantastic. This is so good, John. So I just want to recap what we've said today, guys, we've taken, you know, three tips that you guys can take home right now, and restructure the way you learn. Start with your motivation, your why, the reason you're learning, make sure you have primed your brain, gotten your brain in the right shape, exercise, diet, conditions, all of that, and then set up the volume and quality in the right way in how you structure your learning. John, I wish we could talk for an hour, but this is only a short show, short episode today. Can you let our listeners know where they can learn more about you?
1: Yes. Well, if you get the Habit Mechanic book, that's probably the best place to do it. (laughs) That's available on Amazon and every other good bookstore. Mm -hmm. If you go to also Tougher Minds, which is our website, which is tougherminds.co.uk, loads of free resources on there. Uh, But the, the Habit Mechanic is my life's work yes uh, my life story is sort of intertwined in there as well so that right. definitely is so you want to learn more about the things that I've learned and the things I teach people to help them to learn more effectively and as you said before into that mechanic it's a, it's a book about learning how to get better at learning all mm. the things in life that are really important for you so that's right. the place to go
0: I love it. And I'm looking forward to finishing up that book. So, guys, one more time, could you spell out your website for us just so our listeners know exactly where to go to learn about you? So, what is that URL?
1: Yeah, so it's T-O-U-G-H-E-R, Tougher Minds, M-I-N-D-S dot, dot u k. So u okay. k.
0: All right. Great. And guys, again, the book is called The Habit Mechanic and it's on Amazon or probably anywhere else on online bookstores and probably from your website as well. Right, John?
1: You can find it on the website. Yes.
0: Yes. All right. This has been fantastic. Thanks for coming on and giving us these clues. It's so rich, right? This information is so rich. There's so much here to learn. Guys, if you only take one of these tips today, choose the best one and apply it to your language learning. So good. Thanks so much, John, for coming on. And I've enjoyed chatting with you.
1: Well, thank you, Lindsay. And thank you to everyone for listening.
0: Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go.